Chronic fatigue is a commonly felt symptom for anyone struggling with any chronic illness, let alone gut health problems. Adrenal fatigue, which is within the category of chronic fatigue, is fatigue that is sourced specifically from the adrenal glands. Historically, chronic fatigue and adrenal fatigue can be very frustrating for those with it because, as is often true with any chronic illness, it's unclear either what is causing the fatigue or what you can actually do to reverse it. But there is a tool out there that stops making fatigue so vague and hard to treat. Using functional lab testing in our office and through our foundations program, this is, by the way, testing that's designed to find the root cause of a given symptom or condition, I help my clients every day to figure out not only the source of their fatigue, but also the key steps they can take to get their energy back. Yep, you heard me. No more guessing on how to get your energy back. No more wasting time or money buying B12 and CoQ10, taking lots of naps or drinking coffee. On today's episode, we're going way beyond taking adaptogens and herbs to battle your fatigue. Instead, I'm going to give you the exact tools and methods I use with my clients every day to turn their fatigue into their highway for success. You guys ready? Let's jump in. Welcome to the Better Belly Podcast, where we find freedom from food restrictions, we increase energy in our lives, and we begin to feel more healthy and vibrant than ever by finding the root causes of our health problems. My name is Allison Jordan. I'm a marathon runner, functional medicine, health coach, certified craniosacral therapist, gut health nerd, lover of Jesus, and owner of Better Belly Therapies, a clinic based in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that works with both virtual and local clients to help them achieve the best health of their life. I am here to walk with you on your journey to a better belly and a better life. We're going to go beyond popping a probiotic and just checking out our poop. In this show, we are going to go deep into gut transformation strategies that last for your entire life. If you are ready to feel your best, get ready to roll. You are in the right place. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. All right, guys. So today we're going to be talking about the three things that adrenal fatigue is telling you about your body because... Adrenal fatigue actually is telling a story. However, to access that story, you need to have special testing. We call that functional lab testing. And just as a reminder, anytime you hear the word functional, maybe functional medicine or functional lab testing, it's saying that this method is designed to find the root cause of what's going on, not just slap a Band-Aid on it or help you cope or just, you know, a lot of times in the conventional healthcare system, maybe just do whatever normally is done but isn't specific to you and what's going on in your scenario with your fatigue or your pain or whatever it is, right? So functional lab testing 
is going to give you the insight into your adrenal fatigue. And the specific lab that we use at Better Belly Therapies is the Dutch test, or specifically we use the Dutch Complete. I am going to put a link in the show notes if anybody even wants to look at this test. They have a whole website, they have a podcast. If you want to learn just more about the test, It's not something that conventional healthcare providers will use, um, but you might find it at a naturopathic doctor's office or a functional functional health practitioner. Um, They might be working with it because it is such a phenomenal test. The Dutch Complete Test is a test based off of dried urine. You can do right in the comfort of your own home. You send it back to the lab test, and then they send their results to your health practitioner, which they are then able to interpret and give you way more data than something compared to something compared to blood work. So when I use the Dutch Complete Test with my clients, I use it to evaluate two things primarily, though it does have some additional fun markers on it. But we look at an in-depth view of sex hormones, uh, again, way more than what just blood work can give you. And we do an in-depth view of adrenal gland or a stress hormones, again, way more in-depth than what blood can give you which is why it is a urine-based test. And if you're curious on that too and like all the science and stuff, they actually have on their website, on the dutchtest.com website, a whole bunch of information on why a urine test is going to be superior or at least different um, and give you different information compared to blood work or serum um, uh, or saliva, things like that. So If you want to know more about that and why conventional healthcare system is not using the Dutch test, I can't answer that fully just because there's a lot of kind of history and all this stuff going on. But what I can say is the Dutch test gets us so much more information than our clients have ever had prior to them working with us because they've never had access to the Dutch test. So When we do the Dutch test, we learn three things primarily about your fatigue. And the very first one is your progress in adrenal fatigue. Number one, your progress in your adrenal fatigue. So adrenal fatigue, interestingly enough, is not something you just arrive at. It's not something you have or you don't have. It actually has stages, four stages to be specific, which are not only something you can see in the lab test, but actually have kind of their own experiential uh, phenomena with them. And by that, what I mean is I'm going to tell you what the stages are of these four adrenal fatigue stages, and you might be able to even sort of guess what stage you're in based off of what I share here. Now, the guessing still, even if you can get an idea of where you might be in the stages, it's still really, really relevant to get adrenal gland markers and test and not guess what's going on because things aren't always what they seem. And we definitely want to know where your fatigue is coming from because it could be coming from somewhere other than your adrenal glands. But that being said, let's talk about the four stages of adrenal fatigue. Stage one is called adaptation, and this is actually technically the normal stage. Adaptation is featured by your adrenal gland's ability to make stress hormones and make all the other hormones that it makes 
in increasing and decreasing amounts in response to the environment, but then come back to a normal level. Uh, so I want you to imagine this whole, these four stages almost kind of look like a roller coaster. Um, and so if you're on the roller coaster and it's before you started amping up the roller coaster, you're having kind of a normal life, right? where you might have some things that stress you out. Maybe you have to get up early. Getting up early actually requires stress hormones. Um, maybe you have an exam or a presentation at work or you give birth. Like These things are stressful, but we're meant to be able to continue to adapt and then come back down to a normal level. Now, in the adapt adaptation stage, there's not really anything much pathological to be noted, but it is worth considering and something that I do ask my clients to think about is, can you remember a time in your life where that was true of you, where you can remember something stressful happening and yes, it's stress, but then you come back down from it and you're not just completely burnt out from it or um, have to recover from it on days on end or just kind of feel like you're never fully recovered, which is alluding to a different stage in adrenal fatigue. But for some of our clients, they can't remember any time feeling like that, depending on how long they've been sick. Some of our clients, it's maybe middle school or high school or college that they're like, oh yeah, I felt like I was firing on all cylinders. And then boom, um, at some point they feel that that's no longer the same. And so they've exited the adaptation stage and they've now started to climb the roller coaster in the acute distress or the acute phase. This phase is really interesting because no one actually thinks that they're sick at this point uh, because you actually feel pretty good. Your adrenal glands are putting out a lot of cortisol and cortisone and DHEA and all of its hormones that help you function and be balanced um, and have energy and you're putting it out at really high levels. And so a lot of times no one's like going to the doc and saying, I feel tired. You actually feel energized, but you are burning out your candle of your adrenal glands. And so this phase is often marked by a time in your life where you can think back and say, oh yeah, I was staying up late. Like some, a lot of people, it's like college. Some of my clients, they know it's high school. Some of my clients, they say, oh, that was, you know, after I got married and had my first kid, um, there's different varieties of factors and, and states going on, but uh, maybe you were in college and you were staying up late to work on homework and then you were diagnosed with a chronic illness or you got in a car accident and had all this physical stuff going on in your health. And that that's actually come back to this. It'd be helpful to come back to this part of the podcast when you're thinking about the second thing that this functional lab test can tell you about your stress or, or about your fatigue. But there's different layers of fatigue that will start to, or excuse me, there's different layers of stress that start to pile up in this acute phase. And eventually... If you don't, if those stressors don't stop, you're going to hit the top of the roller coaster, kind of the max that your body can put out as far as uh, stress hormones and 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 just pushing you and making you get through this phase. A lot of times in the acute phase, especially when you're going up the roller coaster part, you might feel like superwoman, superman. You're like, wow, I'm, I can, I don't need to sleep as much as other people say I do. I'm an invincible 20 something year old. I can do all these things and, and push through and you can, but only for a limited amount of time. 
Um, one thing to note about the acute phase is some people can be in this phase for only six months and their body goes kaput. Some people can be in this phase for 60 years and they're only 60 when they start getting some intense adrenal fatigue symptoms. Everybody's biology is different and it has to do with all sorts of stuff that we can't really know how long someone can be in this phase just by looking at them. However, most of our clients, most of my clients are able to say, oh yeah, I know I managed, (laughs) I was probably in that phase for 20 years or 40 years or one year and then things went kaput. As you come down on the other side of this roller coaster and you start descending in your adrenal glands ability to, to, to cope with stress, you start picking up something uh, that we call self-medication. And self-medication could actually be, you know, some sort of medication from a doctor, but it also might be things like coffee, aka caffeine, um, taking extra naps, getting counseling, doing yoga. You're as you start to come down um, and you're still in this acute phase, so you're like really stressed, but your adrenal glands just can't quite do it the same way that it was able to at the top of the roller coaster, you're getting symptoms, you're feeling more tired, you're not focusing as well, you feel like you need more naps, you're not rested even when you sleep, um, and you're starting to try to do things about it. And some of those things might be healthy, um, again, kind of like taking naps or doing yoga, some of them might not be the best things or they might be actually worsening the adrenal fatigue, such as taking an excess caffeine. But either way, you are trying to do some type of self-medication to push through because now you are getting symptoms. Now, the third stage is really interesting because when doctors actually test cortisol, if you have a doctor that tests cortisol, it will actually look normal, like normal levels compared to the adaptation stage. And this is the compensatory phase. Your adrenal glands, um, you're still, your body's still really stressed out, but your adrenal glands can only put about as much cortisol out as that they did when you were in the healthy adaptation phase. And so a lot of times people can actually fly under the radar and their doctors will say, you don't have adrenal fatigue um, because your cortisol levels are are in normal range. They're not super, super elevated the way they are in, in acute phase. They're not super, super low, which they are in the fourth stage. However, the compensatory phase is often noted by Uh, at least on the functional lab test, a decrease in certain hormones or an increase in certain hormones. So your cortisol might look normal, but you might have higher cortisone and cortisone is deactivated cortisol. It's basically your body forcing you to slow down. So at this point, yes, your body's actually forcing you to slow down. And that's where the fatigue comes in. You're, you feel that no matter what you do, your body is not working with you. And that is the truth. Your body is not working with you. It is saying, well, thanks adrenal glands for your lovely cortisol, this stress hormone that helps, um, you know, force energy out in the body, but, uh, you know, Gail can't handle it or Elizabeth can't handle it anymore. And so we're going to convert it into cortisone, which is deactivated cortisol. Uh, similarly, another hormone that we look at on the Dutch test is something called DHEA. And DHEA is technically supposed to be a hormone that builds up the body. Cortisol kind of breaks it down and burns fuel, just like burning wood. And then DHEA would build up your cellular structure again so that you, you actually can build up your reserves. Well, 
when you're in compensatory phase, uh, instead of having, you know, a one-to-one ratio or a nice balance between your DHEA and your cortisol, a lot of times the DHEA might plummet. And so you'll see normal cortisol levels, again, quote unquote normal, but maybe high cortisone and then low DHEA. So there's an imbalance in all the hormones. And again, it's showing that the adrenal glands just can't be balanced anymore. It's putting all of its energy into trying to still help you cope with your stress via cortisol. But even your body, the rest of your body is like, we're not okay with that because, you know, Sarah can't handle it anymore. So that's the compensatory phase. Again, how long you stay in that phase can vary. It's the way it looks can be similar to the acute phase when you're coming down on the opposite side of the roller coaster. So still doing a lot of self-medication of caffeine, taking naps, yoga, counseling, doing whatever you can to try and manage your stress. Maybe you change your jobs, things like that. And then the last phase, which is typically what someone thinks of, possibly what someone thinks of when thinking of adrenal fatigue is called the exhaustion phase. And the exhaustion phase really sucks. (laughs) It's actually marked by things like feeling worse after you work out. So uh, when you work out, you actually or either during it or especially afterwards, you actually feel like you have less energy. Um, So if you're still, if you still have a little bit of oomph left in your adrenal glands, you will be able to exercise and maybe feel a little bit of a lift afterwards. And some of my clients come in and that's the case for them. And then if they're in the exhaustion phase, they, both their lab tests will look this way, will look, have all the markers of low cortisol, low DHEA, low cortisone, but then they'll also be reporting, you know, I can't exercise. Everything makes me tired. I try to get up and make myself food and I'm tired by the end of doing that. I try to take care of my kids and I'm tired by the end of doing that. It's just you're constantly feel like you're empty. And so those are the four phases and you're able, one of the biggest values of this is knowing both getting an idea of where, at what point in your lifetime did you start falling into each phase. You don't have to know it for sure, but it can give hints as to what caused the progression and changes in those phases. Um, Was it a job you had for 10 years that burnt you through your compensatory phase and now you're in exhaustion phase? Or was it relationships you had? All these different things. And that I'm getting a little ahead of myself on, on evaluating the types of stress behind adrenal fatigue. However, um, just knowing that there's different phases and being able to map them out over your lifetime can be incredibly helpful in, in focusing on what got you there and what's keeping you there. And that will give you the insight on how to get out of it. But I digress. Um, so we're talking about the the four stages. It can be helpful so you can map it over your lifetime of where you were maybe hitting these stages and what stages you're in. Um, and then it can inform you of what to expect of your healing process. Like how long might you continue to feel fatigued even if you start doing all the right things? If you're in exhaustion phase, it's going to be a bit of a, of a slog to get out of it. Um, And you'd first want to make sure you're doing the things that are specific to you that your body needs to get out of exhaustion phase. This is not just, well, I guess if you meditate enough, you'll get out of it. No, you actually have to be specific. And we're going to get to that in this um, second part of the second thing that adrenal fatigue can tell you about your body. 
But um, even once you're doing the right things, it's helpful to have an expectation of, wow, well, how long am I going to need to be in, in this healing process before I start to feel different? And if your adrenal glands are suggesting on your Dutch test that you're in exhaustion phase or compensatory phase or acute phase, that can give you an idea of just what to expect, which is helpful <laughs> when things are feeling so vague or so stuck. Um, other things that it can inform you of, um, knowing your stages or having an idea of them, it can inform you of, are your adrenal glands actually the source of your fatigue? I have actually done lab testing with clients who have chronic fatigue, uh, experiential in their body. And then when we do the Dutch test, their Dutch test actually suggests that their, that their adrenal hormones are relatively normal. And that doesn't mean the test is wrong or that this person's making up their fatigue. Um, the cool thing, and, or sometimes not so cool thing, is that fatigue has lots of sources. Sources can could be coming from the liver, from toxicity, from thyroid, from uh, cell membrane breakdown, from nutrient deficiencies. And so at least we can say, you know what? Adrenal gland isn't something that we need to focus on as much or anticipate this being a part of, of what might be holding you up in your healing or have caused your fatigue. So we can narrow things down. Um, we can focus on other things, but it gives you an idea of are your adrenal glands actually at the source of your fatigue? Um, when you look at the Dutch test, you can also get an idea of are you still burning the candle at both ends? in your body's mind, as in, does your body still think you're in acute phase of stress? Because as we're about to talk about, stress is not just psychological. So whenever, even as I'm talking on this whole podcast, when I say stress, I'm not just saying, oh, you, you're a stressed out human being because you're type A or you're a perfectionist or you're in college or you, you lost a loved one recently. These are psychological stressors. Um, you have anxiety, you have depression, you have financial strain. All those things can be uh, psychological components, but there's other things that can also be stressors. Two other categories in particular that are stressors to the body. And so even if you feel like, well, I'm not that stressed, I, I'm significantly less psychologically stressed than I was in XYZ part of my life. But if your Dutch test shows that you're really burnt out or in compensatory phase or acute phase or exhaustion, your body is saying, hey, I still feel tired um, or I still feel stressed and let's look into this more. Uh, and then another thing that the your adrenal fatigue can inform you on, your healing process is, have you entered a healing state? And this is interesting because fatigue can either be a part of the progression of sickness or a progression of healing. I'm going to say that again. Fatigue can either be part of the progression of sickness or a progression of healing. So I want you to think about getting the cold or a flu, right? You can feel tired leading up to the illness or at least leading up to the illness showing itself. You can feel tired during the illness and you can feel tired after the illness. Fatigue is not inherently bad. A lot of times or sometimes it can just be your body saying, we're forcing you to slow down so you can heal. Uh, it can basically 
be be your body giving you an update and say, hey, I'm healing. So sometimes our clients come in and they'll have an initial increase in energy as they start healing their body in the right way. And then they might actually feel more tired for a little while or sometimes a longer while. And all we do is we do another Dutch test. We figure out what's going on. We evaluate, hey, are we definitely hitting all the points we need to to help your energy get back online? And if the answer is yes, then the the solution or at least the interpretation of this is your body's simply saying, I'm healing right now. Just like post-surgery healing or healing after breaking a bone, you can reset it but still just need time. And that's great. What we want to avoid is your body saying, hey, I'm getting worse or I'm not getting better. And that's why I'm tired. And that's often where people are at with chronic fatigue is that there is a stalemate or a stalling of, of progressing and healing. And that's why the fatigue just keeps going and going and going because uh, you're actually not hitting the required uh, steps or processes that you, your specific body needs to to overcome the fatigue and to heal from it. So that actually gets us to number two. The number, the second thing that adrenal fatigue can tell you about your body is the types of stress you're under. So there are three main categories of stress. We have physical stress, psychological stress, and biochemical stress. Physical stress is going to include both good and bad stresses. So I'm going to lump them together as I say all these things. They're not bad. When I say stress, I'm not talking all of these things down and being like, they're all horrible, but <laughs> but but they are stress to the body. So for example, um, marath- running a marathon is a form of physical stress. Skydiving is a form of physical stress. Surgery is a form of physical stress. Any type of injury like breaking a bone or um, getting in a car accident, pregnancy and labor is a form of physical stress. So physical stress being something that's happening to your physical body on a tissue level. Um, and so that is can be a huge factor in stressors. And I definitely have clients who can say, hey, after I ran that marathon, or I hear this a lot, after I gave birth to that kid. Um, and sometimes it's like, after my first kid, things were never the same. Sometimes it's after my last kid, like my fourth kid, things were never the same. After my surgery, things were never the same. And that can mean that that stressor was either the straw that broke the camel's back or there was something really intense about that situation, for better and for worse, um, that that burnt out the adrenal glands or maybe set into motion um, a downward spiral into adrenal fatigue or other types of fatigue. Um, psychological stress, some examples of those can be financial stress, like losing a job or having a car breakdown and, and just kind of having a series of bad things happening that, that financially are hard to cope with. Um, you can have career stress, like a hard work environment or employer relational stress, like, uh, everything from, you know, spouses, partners, boyfriend, girlfriend, friendships, um, loneliness. Um, we can have lack of comfort in our life in general, um, shame, fear. All of these things are psychological stressors that you can then go back. And if you listen to one of these stages, one of the four stages, and you're like, I feel like um, I might be in compensatory phase 
because of some of my symptoms of self-medication and and trying to feel better but not always feeling better, um, you can then go back and say, what were there was there a point in my life where I had a physical stressor? and a psychological stressor that was going on prolonged? Or is there currently in my life a physical stressor and or psychological stressor that is still bothering me or burdening me? Um, even even if you're doing your best to, to manage those things, is that a factor? And then the third type of stress is biochemical stress. And this one really is is such a huge win for our clients because you can do, you can figure out a lot of biochemical stressors with other functional lab tests. These include pathogens, heavy metals, copper toxicity, leaky gut, food sensitivities, um, poor detoxification pathways, such as poor elimination via the liver or via stool or via your craniosacral system, not getting toxins out of the brain and, and the spinal cord. And so uh, biochemical stressors are often something that we don't really consider as a culture. When we think about stress, we think, oh, I'm struggling with fatigue. Maybe I'll change my job or maybe I'll um, get counseling. And these are all really good things, but you can get all the counseling you want. And if you have H. pylori or a a gluten sensitivity or um, these other biochemical stressors, you're not going to make a lot of headway in your fatigue. And so what is unique and special about our foundations program and what we do with our clients is we help them evaluate every single thing here, physical stress, psychological stress, and biochemical stress, and help them to start layering those so that they can get find all the little pieces or honestly the the biggest rocks that they need to address in their life so that the fatigue can then be dealt with. <clears throat> really with with these different types of stress, what we are looking for is the story underneath the story of adrenal fatigue, how you have progressed to where you are. It's great to know or have an idea of what stage of adrenal fatigue you're in, but then after that, you really want to know what caused this adrenal fatigue? Um, was it one of these categories, physical stress, psychological stress, or biochemical stress, or a mixture of the three? And at what point in time? And are any current? And what are, and of the ones that aren't current, are there any in the past that that there's still healing opportunities for to heal from that, whether that's psychologically heal from it or physically even heal from it, say like a surgery um, or a car accident, getting chiropractic care or acupuncture, et cetera. That does jump us into the third thing that adrenal fatigue is telling you about your body, which it's giving you guidance to your solution. You need a personalized solution to your stressors or to your fatigue. And what is not working for people is general broad solutions to stressors. Now, is it bad that people write blog posts or doctors recommend, you know, doing yoga or counseling or taking adaptogenic herbs like ashwagandha or taking CoQ10 or addressing a B12 deficiency? Like, no, that's not bad. But if you're taking B12 and iron and you do yoga and counseling and you're still feeling fatigued, you're probably missing one of your stressors within these categories. Maybe it's a different physical stressor that's not being dealt with or a different psychological stressor or a a biochemical stressor. Because Honestly, 
we're all designed to handle stress, but the key, and the key is not having a stress-free life because for reals, that is not possible. That's not what we expect from our clients. That's not what I expect from myself. That's not what I expect from my body. But we want to find out what stressors have pushed your body overboard. And the hint is that these are often stressors that are hidden or invisible to you, which is why you're not kind of pressing the right buttons to get to those things. And that's the point of working with a health professional. That's the point of our foundations program is to help you to find those hidden invisible things so you no longer feel powerless. And you honestly, your body makes more sense to you and you feel energized and hopeful and healed again for the first time, possibly in a while. So the guidance to your solution, this is how we take our clients through it. And you can do this a little bit for yourself. Um, If you are taking notes or you want to go back and take notes, I would encourage you to go back um, and listen to, um, number one, figure out what phase of adrenal fatigue you think you're in, at least from symptomology. Uh, Again, nothing replaces testing. You can't totally guess. But even with my clients, when we do our functional lab testing, I ask them, which phase are you, do you most identify with? Which phase of adrenal fatigue um, do you feel in your body that you're in? And then we correlate that again with, with other things going on. But Go back, listen to those four stages and figure out not only which stage are you in, but you can also consider, can you think of a time where you were in the stage prior to it? If you feel like you're in compensatory phase, um, can you think of the of the time when you were in the acute phase and like you were high on life and you felt like Superman or Superwoman and you were able to tackle anything and you could overcome endless amounts of (laughs) draining, stressful things. Um, Can you think of a time where you were in a healthy adaptation stage where you weren't under stress for too long of a time and you always kind of came back down and were able to sleep again and able to uh, recuperate and be fine? all that, but basically figure out what phase of adrenal fatigue you're in. Um, and then you can also, as a bonus, look at what other stages of adrenal fatigue you had in other parts of your life. I love creating timelines for this. You can consider different methods, but, um, it's kind of a fun little journaling prompt that you can do here. Number two, you want to correlate your adrenal fatigue stage, say compensatory stage, which is probably the most common stage that we find our clients in. Um, you want to, correlate that stage with the three types of stress. So we do this in our office with our special in-depth intake forms that run through not just the symptoms that our clients are mainly thinking of that you think about the most, but also a lot of symptoms that you might not realize are even relevant to your health history as well as future healing. Um, So that's how we do it in our office, but you can think through the, of the different types of stress, physical, psychological, and biochemical, can you think of things you're either currently going through, have recently gone through, or have gone through in the past, even decades ago? Uh, again, including things like giving birth or getting in a car accident or breaking your collarbone. All of those are included. Um, then once you've A, uh, figured out what phase of adrenal fatigue you're in. You've correlated your adrenal fatigue stage with the three different types of stress in your health history. Number three, you want to identify the strongest correlators with your fatigue. Because like I said, everyone's stressed. So 
what you want to look for is what are the the big rocks? And this one is going to be the hardest to do because if you don't have any other functional testing, you might not realize, oh, you have a parasite or you have other the biochemical stressors like you have mercury toxicity or copper toxicity from an IUD. Again, that's the point of a working with a functional health professional so that they can help you speed your way through these things because otherwise it's actually impossible. Um, you can have a guess, but it, it takes so much more time to figure out what's going on um, and, and you only at the end of the day have a guess as to what's going on. It's really best to do functional testing. Even I've done functional testing with all the knowledge I have. It's always best to get real data in front of you. Um, but you want to figure out whether it's through functional testing or personal evaluation, working with another health professional, et cetera, what are the biggest stressors that either contributed to you getting to where you're at or are currently contributing to them? Number four, you want to isolate um, the current stressors and start to address them. So if you have a parasite, start to address the parasite. If you have something psychologically going on, address that. We do that with our clients through coaching. We also do it through referring them to relevant other health practitioners um, or health practices such as EMDR or um, viscerosomato, uh, viscerosomato um, emotional release but different types of techniques of things that can help on a psychological level or um, doing work with physically uh, healing past injuries or traumas through chiropractic care or acupuncture care. But you want to work with anything that's presently going on. And then you also want to address past stressors that have not been healed yet. And that could be holding your body back from really making a breakthrough in your fatigue. So with our clients, we aim to hit these three types of stress in their customized health plan. We do that through both evaluating their functional lab tests and evaluating their health intake form so that we're, again, not guessing. We're not giving everyone the same little things to do and assuming that the same thing's going to work for everyone. We, we're specific with all of our clients and what's going on in their health. For physical stressors, we often help them find a relevant health practitioner to work with. Um, if they are local to us in our office, I love to see clients in our Metro, De Metro Detroit clinic where I can give them a, a personal evaluation and see, hey, what's going on? Um, is there a, a huge factor of a physical trauma that is adding to the overall stress that the body's going through? For biochemical stressors, we use a special concoction of functional lab tests to identify pathogens, toxins, nutrient deficiencies, inhibited detoxification pathways, mineral imbalances, all these things to, that drive biochemical stressors. And for psychological stress, we use personalized coaching as well as helping you find um, other health professionals who might be best suited for whatever uh, psychological stressors you've either gone through or are currently going through. So the number one mistake with adrenal fatigue is simply not being specific enough to what your adrenal glands are burnt out by. I would encourage you to take action steps today. Um, if you listen to this and you haven't written down anything, take pause the episode or come back to it later today, pull out a journal and just take an inventory of your life, physical stressors, psychological stressors, biochemical stressors, and what stage in adrenal fatigue you resonate with the most. 
You can get functional lab testing. Stop guessing in your health. It doesn't work. In healing my own body, I needed to test myself rigorously. And I found everything from parasites that I really didn't think was there. Guys, I really didn't think it was there. Um, we are often most biased and blind to our own bodies and ourselves. We're too up close to ourselves all the time. And that's why something as objective as a functional lab test and a health professional, functional health professional helps you kind of weed through all the things you think is going on or might be going on. Number three, just try things you haven't tried before. This can include working with a health practitioner. I've done this time and again. I've worked with a chiropractor and an acupuncturist. I will even readily admit, I don't always, I I haven't always made the best investment. I have a whole podcast episode on this. It's called episode 57, my top five best and worst investments in my health. If you want to hear more, because the The point of investing in our health is not to always feel that we're always going to get it right, but to keep going. Because if I had never invested out of fear that I just, something won't work in my health, then I wouldn't be where I'm at in my health now. I'd still be stuck with fatigue and IBS and chronic pain and honestly, probably doing a job I don't even love because what I do now is what I love. And while you don't have to get a career change out of healing your body, you can get a life change out of it. Some other examples of trying new things is if you've done supplements, try body work. So I had a teacher client, uh, a teacher client, that's how I think of him. I had a client who was a teacher for many, many years, and he was struggling with adrenal fatigue. This was also, by the way, before COVID. Um, He really loved teaching And he was really frustrated by this chronic fatigue that his doctor couldn't figure out. And he'd already been trying lots of supplements and kind of rest, bed rest and trying to figure out what he can do to overcome this fatigue. And it was getting to the point though, that it was really inhibiting uh, his personal life and his work life. He couldn't garden the way he wanted to. He couldn't play the piano the way he wanted to. And he was starting to just not perform very well as a teacher or enjoy his work as a teacher. He was really frustrated and he came to me to get craniosacral therapy because he'd heard it would potentially be helpful for him with his chronic fatigue. In one session, he was able to start gardening again. And in two sessions, he was gardening, playing the piano and cleaning his dishes, which he said both his wife was excited about, not because he was being a bum, but because it was like, wow, I have my husband back. And he said he was excited because he felt like he was enjoying life again. And that's another factor that craniosacral therapy can help with fatigue and the craniosacral system can be the base problem with fatigue. Um, And so just him trying something different, um, going from supplements and trying body work such as craniosacral therapy made a huge difference for him. If you are local to Metro Detroit and our clinic, I would love for you to book an appointment with me at betterbellytherapies.com slash book now. And I would love to do an evaluation of you with a a physical evaluation on, do you have visceral restrictions? Do you have craniosacral restrictions? Do you have things physically going on in your body that could help relieve you of your fatigue? And if you do not live local to our uh, Metro 
Metro Detroit Clinic, you can find a practitioner near you that does craniosacral therapy and visceral manipulation by going to betterbellytherapies.com slash find. These links will be in the show notes, by the way, Um, but betterbellytherapies.com slash find. And I have an easy to use guide right there for you to help you find a craniosacral therapist or visceral manipulation practitioner near you. Um, Other things, if you've tried body work, such as acupuncture or chiropractic care or craniosacral therapy, you could try and get functional lab testing. A majority of my clients actually fit under this category where they had already done lots of body work. My client C, for example, which she came on to the podcast on episode 21, she shares her story of overcoming insomnia, chronic pain, and chronic nausea with me doing our foundations program and functional lab testing after spending years trying to address these things through chiropractic care and acupuncture and yoga and things that were helpful, but just really weren't getting at the root problem of what was going on. So if you are ready to get to the root problem or you want to try functional lab testing and to see what's going on and stop guessing in your health, then you can join our foundations wait list you can go to betterbellytherapies.com slash waitlist. And I would love to work with you as soon as we have an opening on our waitlist. This is available for clients that are local and not local. Any client, if you live in the US or Canada, we can work with you. And I would love, love, love to help you find the root cause of your fatigue and gut health problems. Uh, And then if you've done functional lab testing, you can consider mindset training, EMDR, counseling. Um, I really love the books, The Upper Limit by Gay Hendricks and The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. And that's, those are going to be phenomenal books, just looking at how to improve overall psychological health and mindset. And number four, just something to keep in mind as you are thinking through your action steps is give yourself time. This, by the way, I'm not saying just keep doing the same things you're doing. I really would still recommend doing something new uh, because once you start doing new things and finding the things that are really relevant and right for you by working with new people and getting new results, you still need to be patient. Our motto here at Better Belly Therapies, or at least on the podcast, is miracles are immediate, but healing does take time. And so even once you have the right concoction of healing steps for your adrenal glands or any other systems of your body, it still takes time to heal. So the big step is just knowing and getting down the right things for you to do to heal from your fatigue. But once you have that down, be patient. Give yourself time. You are healing. You are on a growth trajectory. And even just listening to this podcast and taking in this information is getting you one step closer to the healing and healthy body that you are aiming for. All right, guys. Well, I hope that was a helpful podcast episode for you. We haven't talked a lot about adrenal fatigue before or just fatigue in general. And so I hope it gives you a little bit of insight into what it's like and what it means to address and evaluate your adrenal fatigue sources, different sources of stress, 
uh, different stages of adrenal fatigue and just fatigue in general. I hope that this was helpful in just giving you a framework and an idea of what you can try next to find healing in your body. And if you listen to this and you're thinking, hey, I want to work with Allison, I want to work with the Better Belly team, I would love, love, love to work with you. Whether you're a local client and you want to come in and see us for a physical evaluation or you are somewhere in the US or Canada, I would love to see you. Just go to betterbellytherapies.com slash book now to book an in-person appointment or go to betterbellytherapies.com slash waitlist to join our foundations program waitlist. Now, if you listen to this podcast episode and you had a question come up in your mind that you want an answer to, I want to invite you to our new program, the Ask Allison part of the podcast, you can go to betterbellytherapies.com slash askallison and you can record a question there and ask your question and you may be featured on the Better Belly podcast. You can ask anonymously or leave your name and I would love to answer your question on here. I don't give away free advice anywhere else. I don't give advice on DMs or anything. So if you've wanted to toss a question my way, please do so. I would love to have you on the podcast. And if you love this episode, we have so much more coming down the line. Subscribe so you never miss a beat. And if you thought of a friend while listening to this podcast, I would encourage you to take a screenshot and send this to your friend. I cannot count how many times when I tell someone I'm a gut health therapist, they say, oh, I know someone who needs you. So I bet you know someone who's struggling with adrenal fatigue or just fatigue in general and send that friend a love note to their body and say, hey, I'm thinking of you. Other ways you can stay in the conversation is by following us on Instagram at Better Belly Therapies. I love connecting with our listeners there, and it means so much if you drop by and said hi. And remember, as I already mentioned today, our motto, miracles are immediate, but healing takes time. You are on a healing journey. You are not stuck. There are more answers, and I am rooting for you. I cannot wait to see you back here next week.